All right, guys, everyone, welcome to CrossFit Grandview podcast number 22, where we are all going to be talking about recovery from workouts in our training. Uh, this is going to be geared towards our CrossFit crowd, which is the only people who I think listen to this podcast anyways. I really doubt anyone who is routinely just doing yoga or uh, going to cycling classes is diving into podcasts, like looking to recover so they can get back into uh, another yoga class. Um, so this is going to be geared towards CrossFitters who you're going hard, you want to be able to probably do more work or add more training sessions to your week, and, and this is just some tips to uh, speed that recovery up and maybe be able to add a little volume or maybe an extra training day or just to feel better in your uh, day-to-day training. Um, so I want to get into some of the fun stuff first. So uh, the first one is just active recovery. And and this is a buzzword that's really popular in CrossFit. And, and it's uh, it's basically doing some sort of light exercise to increase blood flow. Um, <clears throat> so let's say your heart rate is somewhere between like 55 and 60 beats a minute if you're just at rest. When you get your heart rate up for 30 to 60 minutes say somewhere around like 120, which is a conversational heart rate still, um, you're going to pump about double the blood volume through your body than you would if you're just at rest. So that's going to get more of those nutrients into your muscles um, and just flush out a lot of that waste as well. So that's really what we're looking to do with an active recovery workout. Um, Examples of that I think that are good are uh, C2 ergs, things like rowers, uh, skiers are great. Uh, also, the uh, the new erg bikes I think are really good for that. That's probably my favorite modality um, for something like this. We have those at Barbell, so if you've never seen one of those, um, go check out Do Barbell. It. Yeah, they're awesome. Do it. Um, walking. Okay, going for a long walk is, is a great way to do this. Um, I think walking is a really underrated thing. So if you have less than a mile to go somewhere, walk it. And that's, you're going to feel better. People are built to walk. And uh, the more we walk, the healthier we are. So walking is a very, very underrated thing. Um, It's a great way to just, I think, relax your mind as well. So I don't walk enough. Um, I'm in a car and then sitting. Then I train really hard and then I sit. So walking would probably serve me really well, I think. That's the only way my dad trains. He's just walking real fast. He just walks fast wherever he goes. Yep. Yeah, that's what you were saying. Your dad, that's like his, What he, yeah. he just tries to like really walk a lot for his exercise and he and yeah. hustles. Yeah, and he just moves when he's walking. Like not sweating pace, but he just moves. Yep. That's functional. Oh, that, that's attack. functional working out. Yeah, right? absolutely. Getting around. He just tries to get to point A to point B fast. Yep. But by not looking like a moron. Life short. Life short. Either fast. <laughs> uh, riding a bicycle. So actually, riding a real bike and not like a a C two bike or a, an erg or um, an assault bike. Uh, riding a real bike is a lot of fun. We have some really cool trails actually around Columbus. Uh, Kate and I, when it's nice out. We have trailers on our bike, and then we'll throw our kids on the trailers and the bike, and then we will take this loop. It basically goes all the way around Columbus. It's really cool. You can see the whole city from the loop. And uh, 
the kids love it. They're just going on a big ride, and it's about 10 miles, I think, when we go all the way around, somewhere around that. It's a great workout. We're actually in that, around that, like, 120 heart rate, and it takes an hour, roughly, to, to get through it, and uh, that's what we do when the weather's nice. That's what we try to do on Sundays. We probably do it, you know, three out of four uh, Sundays uh, a month when it's nice out. Um, swimming. Swimming is a really good one if you're efficient. Okay, so swimming right now for me would not be a good active recovery. Um, I just create a lot of lactate and like I'd be, you know, breathing super hard and it would be a, uh, <clears throat> I'd be getting a training stimulus just off of trying to do casual laps. There would be no active recovery in a swim for me. So if you're efficient, you can glide through the water. That's something I really want to get better at as I get older is, is being a really good, efficient swimmer, um, which I'm not. So swimming, I think, is phenomenal. It's really low impact, but it's not a good active recovery uh, exercise if you're not an efficient swimmer. Um, yoga can be a good one. I actually, right before we did this podcast, I just got done with a yoga class Um the yoga class I did would not go into the active recovery category. It was a 45-minute um, hot power yoga. Um, while I got some really good stretching and, and, and effects like that that I think are great for active recovery, um, it was intense. It was hard. Uh, you know, we were doing, like, push-ups with, like, our legs out and all this type of stuff. So it was... Um, you know, I was getting a training stimulus out of that. That was not a uh, active recovery uh, type of workout. Um, I'm going to be sore from from what mm -hmm. I did today. Um, do you guys have any like go to? I know Andy. I think I see you having some light days here and there where you, where you'll jump on like you know. I have one day or, or two days where I just rest. I don't do anything yeah. Saturday and Sunday. But those light usually do just longer things. Just because I'm usually beat up, so I don't know. We already did long rowing today, so in like the the group class, yeah. Because yeah, I knew we'd all be sore. So have you done rode. it before where you did an active recovery day? Like not currently, but like I can call them that. But rowing five k's and ten k's is not an active recovery. Like so. hyperfit style rowing five k for time. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, there used to be those Thursdays where we just row forever. Yeah, but looking back, just feeding an addiction. So active recovery days, like what you're saying, these aren't necessary, okay? This is, this is a modality that can help you train, or not train, but recover from training if you do it right. So again, keeping that heart rate low, keeping it aerobic. We're not getting anaerobic at any point in here. We're not building up a bunch of lactic acid. Um, we're not trying to get a big training stimulus. I think even getting like... Adding these in like every rest day too, um, especially if you're doing it on a machine or a modality that you're using in the gym isn't necessarily a good idea. You know, jumping on an assault bike for an active recovery workout on Sunday and then racing on it on Tuesday, you're just going to kind of start to cook yourself. So I, I wouldn't recommend that. 
Um, so it's, it's an item that we don't want to overly tax your CMS with. Uh, the next thing um, I want to get into is some passive methods. So <clears throat> I wouldn't completely say, I mean, you're actively doing something, but like foam rolling, lacrosse balls, um, so mobility tools, basically. So you're massaging the muscles, you're trying to increase some blood flow and loosen up some adhesions. Uh, I think this is great. This is something that like everyone can benefit from doing this. I think it's actually a really good thing if you have time, especially if you're single, to do uh, before bed. It can relax you and help you sleep a little bit. Um, things like that Hypervolt. You have something like that, Andy, don't you? Yeah, like, it's a little gun. Yeah. You been using that at all? A little bit. Yeah. I, I don't. I swear nothing helps the soreness. <laughs> it's just like, I've tried, I, I just, it's, well, that's why we're doing. It's this. so hard. Like you just like I swear, if you don't do a cool down, you're just gonna be sore. Like, yeah. If you don't get it, if you don't get it right away, if you're not on the, top the of damage it, once you is get done. Because I mean, like doing the flight simulator yesterday, my calves are sore. They'll loosen up, but it just comes right back. Yep. Like when we work out, I won't feel it, but then when we're done, I'll start hobbling again. Like the, just something you learn to deal with. So those guns, I have like a hypervolt and. It, I think, like, most of the um, effect is, is somewhat temporary, but what it will do is is even, like, a recovery, like, some sort of active modality. It's going to go ahead and get some blood flow in there without you actually having to, like... If you do it right effort. away, it's fine. But yeah. like, when you're just like, oh, I'm sore, now I'm going to roll out. Like, well, you're not going to be on sore now. I agree. I think it does help to jump on it right away rather than tackling that problem like, right a little bit later on. Um, the damage is done. What about the recovery boots? What do you guys think about those? <coughs> if you guys have used those? They put me to sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sore as shit. I put them on. Five minutes, I'm asleep. Wake up. It's a little bit better, but still sweating. Yeah. That, but that's awesome. I mean, anything that like relaxes you, that's what we're looking for yeah. with a, uh, a recovery modality. So we're looking for something that just relaxes, um, not just like getting soreness out but can relax your uh, central nervous system and then just anything that gets you to kind of come down because when you do really intense workouts sometimes you'll just stay anxious and like your body's like a little bit in like just a fight or flight mode that you can't click out of and something like a recovery boot that is uh giving you some compression and 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 then like relaxing it and increasing some blood flow to uh a big muscles in your legs. It is really relaxing. Kate uses them. Uh, we have a pair at home. Um, the only time I would typically get to use them, she she usually pulls them out and, and has them on. So um, she's hogging the recovery boots. But uh, anytime you can get some blood flow and you're able to relax, I think that speeds things up. You know, again, we're talking about like 1% to 2%. This isn't like... Uh, you put those things on and then you are 100% whereas you would be taking a rest day. Right. It's a small, small difference. Um, no, I think, uh, I think stress has more, the, the lack of stress rather has more to do with it. Like, um, like I can't really do any active recoveries in the gym. Like it just doesn't work for me. I start feeling like I'm just spinning my tires, not really doing anything. And I'm like, man, like I'm, I should just rest right now. So if I hop on a bike and pull it out, and I'm like, I'm going to bike for 20 minutes. It lasts for five minutes. So I'm like, this is dumb. Um, whereas, I'll, like, if I'm in the gym, I'm going to work it hard. On the weekends, like, I'll go for, like, a hike or something because that, like, relaxes me. And I don't feel like I'm like, man, I'm not doing anything just being yeah. on this bike. And so it's more mental and physical 
as opposed to just physical. And I like hiking and being outside anyway. So um, that's more my my speed with it. Is like if I'm in the gym, I'm going to work out really hard. But if I don't have to be in the gym, I'm not going to just for the sake of not forcing myself to. It helps me kind of de-stress and do that stuff outside as well. So. And I'm crazy. Sunday, I rode my concept two bike just because it's fun for me. <laughs> there you go. So, that's like, not not the most fun for me. See, I went in the basement by myself and rode intervals and like just had the was just happy as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like yeah. different strokes. Right. No, I think that's a great yeah. point though, Arlie. Where um, you can like the gym, like when you go on a CrossFit, Randy, you're dialed in, you're focused, and like that's your place to train, mm-hmm. and then. When you're not there and you're in the woods, like you're relaxing, and it's yep. like, yep, it's a place for you to kind of dive into your head and relax and let all the there's no pressure on you to like perform or yep. do anything cool. Right. Um, I, I think that that really makes sense, yeah. And not to say that like I'm beyond any anyone else, it's just when I when I'm in the gym, I feel like I'm spinning my tire. So if there's anyone that feels that way, like you're not the only person, it, it happens. Happens to me too, so like, yeah. you're more than welcome to get out of the gym and still be productive with your time. I like, don't think you have to be physically in the gym to do it. That's what I'm saying. Workout I'm crazy. So, yeah. like, I'll admit that I'm crazy. Feeding that addiction. Just yep. feeding the addiction. Feeding the, yep, just, absolutely. Feeding you can't hear this bike? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, another thing I had uh, written down to, to mention was um, dry needling, which I have a ton of experience with. Uh, I get it done almost every week um and i love this as far as uh so i have like a little hamstring pull um and i got it done a hamstring adductor kind of situation and i got it done yesterday <coughs> and it typically for me it'll increase soreness that day like it feels like i'm just did some real intense exercise or i like got it massaged like a little too hard and then the next day I'll wake up and uh, sometimes it depends on the, um, for me, the type of muscle that it is, but on the hamstring and, and then the adductor, um, I woke up today and like, I probably had like 50% less pain and more range of motion and uh, like a, a humongous definitive shift that I would not have had, had I not had that done. And I paired it with some active um, PT exercises, too, which I think helped kind of stabilize it and let my body almost, like, be like, it's okay to move this way. But I I really like dry needling. Um, Some people don't necessarily react as well as maybe I do. Yeah. I mean, it hurts (laughs) a little bit. Um, so some people are like, ah, that actually like maybe flared something up um, a little bit, but uh, it, it really helps me, and, and I've seen it. It can get it. Basically, what, what's happening is they're taking an acupuncture needle, and they're uh, putting it into an injured muscle or ligament or like your knee or, or whatever it is, and uh, sometimes they're hooking stim to it. And it's going to get blood flow really deep into a spot that you could not really get into um, on your own. So I, I don't have like exactly like the uh, the sciences to what's going on like written down or anything here. But that's the thought process at least that, that is kind of going through my head. And then when, when you get everything flushed into it, uh, it kind of resets everything. 
Um, so it's something that I see a lot of benefit to. So if you've never tried it, I, I highly recommend that. Um, uh, another thing that I have written down and I kind of want to just like pair it is uh, just saunas and like cryotherapy and ice baths. Do you guys have any experience with any of that stuff? I've been to cryo once. Cryo. I've been in actual ice baths and just to make that. my knees hurt. So yeah. I got no recovery from that. I couldn't put my hands and feet in. Yeah. Because it yeah. hurt so bad. Yeah, it would make my knees just ache. But Morena kicks in and that's different. <laughs> <laughs> so when you... But not at the games, it was good. We just go jump in the ice bath real fast. Yeah. When you get out, you almost have like a, um, a euphoric kind of feeling. Like you feel really good uh, in an ice bath... And then that cryo does the same thing. Like, you come out and you're like, oh, I don't know. You feel, like, high almost. Like, oh, wow, this was – it gives you this really good feeling. Uh, I don't know if it's a little flight or flight. I know Scott happened. goes, Corey goes. Yep. And Those I think, guys work out one. Yeah, yeah I think the, the whole thought process is, um, <laughs> you know, with, with the, the cryo is uh, it's going to have some, like – inflammation reduction just with like that ice effect to it um it helps release maybe some beneficial hormones um you feel good you do feel really alert when you get out like you almost yeah. feel like crisp mentally I, i've noticed that when i've done it i've done it i've probably done it five or six times i'm not regular so um jacob from uh, elevate down there you know he's he's really good at educating on it and he always talks to me about um you know going very regularly like you get you relax a little bit more and you can really feel the benefit and you guys ever seen um like mark Wahlberg? he does like he's wild about it he actually has gone to that elevate one and, and oh, cool. down there on uh fifth uh when he was in town because he has a car dealership now uh but he does like he's religious about it and that guy's he's 48 now and he's jacked like he looks good so i mean if he feels like that's working or doing something for him, um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with him. Yeah, he looks good, and he looks fit, and he's in good shape. Um, he works out hard, and uh, whatever he's doing, and if that that has some sort of benefit to muscle building or recovery, um, it seems to really work for him. Come so. to level two, Mark Wahlberg. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Come see us in Mark Yeah, come on. We'll welcome you. Free class. Mm -hmm. Just one. Free lesson. Yeah. No, I think uh, I think recovery is more just what works for you. Um, I've never, I think, worked out hard enough to justify um, those things, and not to say that they don't work, but um, I think the same on the same level as like ice baths. Um, sometimes when I'm just like dragging, I'll take like a lukewarm or even like a cold shower just to kind of like heighten my senses. Not that it helps with like recovery, but it will like wake me up a little bit enough to like function throughout the day. So if I'm like beat down or anything like that, like I went on a couple stints where I would take like cold showers for two weeks or something like that just to kind of like keep my mind sharp. And Mike and Tyler say two minutes at the end of your shower. Yeah, just go cold two minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. it's too hard to jump in real quick. You can start warm, and then every ten seconds, just like make it a little bit colder and a little bit colder and a little bit colder. I think about um, how much of a psycho I like that psychopath idea. you are. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, like I said, it's cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about saunas? You guys do I like saunas? Yeah, those are those are nice. I don't like saunas because the ones that I go to are public ones. There's people reading books and shit in there. You're just like, what are you doing in here? 
leave. I had a membership, the Lifetime, through Kate. Uh, it's she worked there, and we now. lived right there. And uh, I loved that. That's the only thing I did there because we had the gym. Um, but I'd go there and, and utilize that sauna. Uh, it's just people that go sit there for like 45 minutes and dry sweat. And just, yeah. man, you guys I need to get out of here. Yeah. I can't do them. I get stir crazy. Just sit. I mean, I just sit there and I start time. just like, yeah. I'll like, do five minutes and then I always go the Y, so I'll jump in the pool. I'd rather right jump in a pool. Doing, doing, hot, going hot cold is way better. But yeah. You don't. Just like, sitting in one. Do the 45 sucks. to 60 straight minutes. My oh, gold has, he's yeah. got the one at Mike his house now. Yeah, yep. Just a couple minutes and then go jump in the pool, get back in, jump in the pool. Mike's, Mike's, I should have had Mike on here. Um, I need to have him on some podcast. He dives really far and he's like, he has the sauna at his house. So. Costco. Yeah, it's sweet. Yeah, they're real cool. Costco plug. I've I've looked at kind of having one, but I'm like, I'm literally a home at home awake about. And I don't have a twenty two twenty hour. An hour and a half to two hours a day. When I'm not sleeping, they've got ones on Amazon. You can just put a little camping chair in, your head pops out. (laughs) I have to probably probably (laughs) eat dinner. In the uh, sauna. Yeah, right. It's a you You'd be fed because your arms don't pop out. You just sit there and your head's out and it just covers you. You just sit in there and sweat. So I'd like but your to head's fine. I'd like to dive into saunas when I feel like I have a little more time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, so physical therapy. So a lot of what a lot of these modalities and everything I've been talking about um, here is. Uh, Stuff for like recovering, like from sore muscles or maybe a little bit of sore joints. Um, but what what we haven't talked a lot about is like recovering from injury and uh, physical therapy. Um, I think is really important because what I see a lot of people do is say you have like a you injure your shoulder or your hip or your back or something happens and you. Start to rest so you're going to rest until it feels better, and then you jump right back into it. Well, a lot of times it's an overuse injury, and it it kind of occurred because you weren't maybe moving properly or the right muscles weren't taking the load of that exercise. And what physical therapy can really do, especially with our our in-house ones, for example, is (coughs) help you correct um, imbalances and actually actively – you know, have a hand or a stake in that fight to get back. So you're going to do active recovery and active movements that help you get better. So when you try and get back to something rather than just now avoiding that movement or resting until it feels better, which can sometimes take forever, literally, you'll always be in pain or never get back because something's wrong with you mechanically that you haven't fixed it can help you get back to it. And then, you know, so that's a bridge to then the coaches helping you move better in class. So I, that's why I love that now we have in-house physical therapy that works at our gym because if you get hurt or injured, they can help you get back and then give you a bridge with uh, exercises and training that will fix the problem rather than maybe just band-aid or mask an issue that you had before. Uh I have a good amount of experience. I've been banged up. I'm not the most durable athlete, so I've gone to that well quite a bit, and I've seen a ton of benefit from it as well. Um, Another thing, too, I mean, just thinking 
you know, not even diving into anything. Does any did any of you guys? This isn't. This is going way back. So this would maybe be more like Andy or Dan. Do you remember a, an article from? Um, yeah, Arlo, you would have been about ten when this came out. Uh, from John Wellborn called like Big Monkeys and Small Monkeys. Mm-mm. Okay, so it, it was cool. It, so basically, what it talked about. This was like in the early CrossFit football days, like maybe like two thousand eight or nine. Um, so there was a study on these monkeys that uh, these big monkeys could handle like a, they needed to be really active and work really hard to like live their best life. And then the smaller monkeys like did better on like less activity and uh, were a little more docile. And then what they did is they switched the monkeys like activity levels and like basically whatever they had them doing to see how they operated and like both of them went downhill. So like the, the small monkeys, when they tried to like exercise them more and do all this stuff, they just kind of like went to shit. And then the, the big monkeys like just didn't thrive, like kind of sitting around a lot. And the conclusion that he had came to when he wrote the article is uh, athletes and people can fall into those two categories oftentimes too. Like some people do really well on a lot of volume and then other people do well on, it's typically going to be like less volume, maybe more intensity. Um, And some of it like varies through age categories too. Like where like if you exercise kids, they do really well on a lot of volume and very like moderate intensity. Like, you can't, like, sprint a kid real hard and, like, make them do one rep maxes. Like, their bodies do not operate that well. But if you have them doing a lot of things throughout the course of, like, 90 minutes with, like, moderate activity, they thrive on that. Whereas the older you get, you tend to do better, actually, um, with, like, less volume. Um, Anyways, people, like, from this, people kind of fall into those categories. So... You might want to think about maybe which category you fall into. And I know that I I was probably, you know, through a lot of this, like, sleep and, like, some of these, like, active recovery modalities, I was able to, like, maybe add a little more volume to my training when I was trying to compete in CrossFit and do things like that. But at the end of the day, I could not handle, even when I was, like, dotting my I's and uh, crossing my T's, could not handle the kind of volume that like my training partners, like way back in the day, like a Graham Holmberg or, uh, you know, Dave Almer and then Dane Utes and these guys who were like these big regional athletes, like they could work out all day long. And I remember I, if when I would do that with them and I was w- around these guys all day, every day, I would do it with them for a day when they would like daisy chain these hard <coughs> sessions together. I'd do it with them and I was wrecked for two days. Like, my body did not respond to that program. So I would have to adjust my workouts where I would do less volume and or, like, a higher intensity workout, and then I'd cut out and then recover, and then that got me going better um, than doing more of those, you know, high-volume days. And that really – I found that worked better for me. Um, I think some of that you have to just figure out. Uh couple things I want to like wrap this up with um, that, that'll help uh, 
calming your mind. So that's part of it too. Like when you're training CrossFit, a lot of these workouts are for time or for a score or for a max load. So doing some sort of like training or something where you're taking the pressure off of yourself and calming your mind down is just as important as like letting your body calm down. So melting your face off and doing like a Fran or like a, um, you know, five rounds for time of five deadlifts, 10 burpees, like those old like games burners doing stuff like that day in and day out is mentally really taxing. So doing something that's going to like calm your mind, like stretching or, you know, like those hikes, I think really help. Uh, another boring one, and I'm not going to dive too deep into this because we talk about it on these podcasts, a lot of sleep. Um, this is probably the biggest one, but I'm not going to, again, dive too deep into it because it could have its own podcast. Uh, maximizing your sleep. And for me, maximizing my sleep consistently is the best supplement I can ever take. I could take a million creatines and things and uh, if I just get an extra hour of sleep, it's way better than all that stuff. Um, there's too many benefits to even get into, but you can get seven to nine hours a night. Like, you, Rather than five or six, it's going to make a monumental difference. Um, nutrition, again, this is like, this is a rabbit hole. We are not going to start to dive down uh, in this podcast. Uh, but for most of us, you know, some intelligent meal prepping is going to go a long way. So if we're just packing our meals before we go to work or our training sessions and we're getting adequate amounts of protein, carbs, and fat in those meals, um, that's going to help you recover from your workouts rather than doing some sort of super intense CrossFit training session and then not eating for four hours after that and drinking a cup of coffee and going back to work and eating, wait till you eat dinner, like you're going to feel like crap. So, um, sounds like Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. And, uh, using that rest day to hydrate on that rest day. That can really help. Sometimes we have, I know, especially in the wintertime, I get a big, um, I feel like I get a big, like uh, water deficit cause it's not hot and I don't have just like that I don't want to drink water. I want to drink coffee and, uh, you can kind of get some electrolyte balances. Like if you work out really hard and you're not hydrating properly. So on those days off, like if you can fuel up with a little extra water, um, I think that really helps. Um, a 90 minute, like hot yoga class on that day off can actually put you in like that dehydrated state so try and hydrate more maybe on those days off and you'll feel better going into that next training day um i talked a lot guys you have anything to add no i think uh keep the end game in mind is the easiest way to like think about recovery it's like i want to stay out of a nursing home there's a lot of stuff i can do in the meantime but like if what i'm going to do today is going to hurt me for what i can potentially do next week or what i can potentially do in a month like is it really worth doing that thing that day? Like, feel free to take a day off, but also it's like my favorite part of the elements poster when we go over with people. Like, you need the days in the gym to justify the days outside of the gym, but you need those days outside of the gym to push hard in the gym, and it's cyclical. Like, you just gotta find what works. So yeah, yeah. Keep that end game in mind. That's great advice, and that's probably why I'm 
tweaked up because so, I tried to. Well, I'm crazy. Right. I'm going yeah. for it. <laughs> I'm going for it. If you see me, I'm going for it. <laughs> I think I PR'd my 30 today. I'm going for it all the time. Yep. I mean, that's one way to go about it until you can't do it anymore. I'm waiting. <laughs> um, so one thing, guys, I, we were kind of talking about this. We're in this weird stretch, uh, just to kind of wrap this whole podcast up. The Open would normally be coming up in, what, a couple weeks, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And we're in this like weird vacuum where we so we're don't testing have... all your burpee workouts from last year <laughs> <laughs> to make you feel bad. We don't have that coming up, um, but at the gym we do have a lot of fun stuff coming up. So what we're really trying to do is plan fun things and stuff to keep everyone engaged to fill that void until the fall when that open's going to come back up. And one thing we do have, and it's just a, a few of us, uh, we have this. Um, Arnold pump and run group that we're doing on Sundays and that's closed off. So if you're hearing about this and you're getting FOMO, um, we'll, we'll announce it again next year and you can jump in on that. Uh, and we just discussed before this talking about a spring social. And again, I don't like to get too far ahead of myself, but I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. At least like what my idea is, is maybe doing like a volleyball, um, maybe tournament or volleyball day, maybe at Woodlands and then maybe a little, uh, the bowling tournaments there too and then just having like a fun hangout have some beers and get everyone to socialize so we don't have this big gap between the pool party and our holiday party um we will be tracking towards doing that powerlifting meet again in late may just before we do murph and then uh one thing i'm really trying to start to plan is uh the new army PT test I think comes into uh, practice and they're going to start testing, I believe this year, or next year. Uh, I'm not sure, but what I want to try and do is run an event and proctor that test at the gym. Let, let military uh, members from our gym and outside of our gym come and try it out. And then also members of our gym, just see how we'll stack up on it. And I think that would be a ton of fun. And then looking all the way ahead to that open in October, I really want to try to pull the whole gym together to sign up and attack that this year. We had a little less participation. We still had a great like turnout for a regular gym. I think we had like 85 people do Was it. Was that counting both ones like CrossFit did? <laughs> yeah. Counting well, both we had 100 the first it. one and then yeah, maybe 80 the second it. one. But I want to try to get actually our best turnout ever for the reason that I want to try and win worldwide the Open as a gym. They have uh, different scoreboards. Um, And I've always said there's definitely gyms that have like, you know, you know, a better team like a Mayhem, like they have like two or, you know, maybe even six athletes uh, at the top. Um, that our top tier runs deep. Yes, our top tier runs really deep to where I think it goes 10, 15, or maybe even the whole gym deep where everyone's scoring. And I'm like top to bottom, I've always said this, I don't think there's a better affiliate um, in the whole world. And what I'd really like to do is, is uh, prove that on paper. Level uh, 2, noon, come see us. Yeah, so I'd like everyone who has any interest in doing the open workouts um, even if it's like, Hey, you know, I don't want to put my score, have someone look at it. Like 
let's just try and pull it together where I don't want to do the, the team thing, which has been a ton of fun, but I want to actually pull us all together into one team and then at our like holiday party celebrate like this big victory because or see where we get, you know. I think we have a shot at, at winning it. So that's my goal for 2020. I think that'd be a lot of fun. All right, guys, that's uh, podcast 22. We'll see you next month.